Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Wilson Saul, and today I'm co-hosting this podcast with Sophia Mutis. And today we're welcoming on uh, Coach Hudson, the athletic director from Clayton High School. And we're going to be taking a look at feeder teams at Wydown and how what their impact will be for high school athletics. So, Coach, can you start off by going over what a feeder team is, basically just explaining it? Yeah, I would say, you know, any any feeder team, no matter if it's in this school district or another school district, is, is a lower-level team, uh, primarily starting in late elementary and then in the middle school, uh, that eventually feeds into the high school program as they enter in as freshmen. Uh, I think there's a couple different models for that uh, that we've seen here in Clayton. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what a, a feeder team looks like. Yeah, so I know at Clayton they had the basketball team for a while, and that was a little bit more competitive than rec league. Is this a little bit different, or is this um, – Yeah, so that's what I kind of meant by two different models for a feeder team. Um, you know, you have the wide down sponsored um, teams uh, that wear the Clayton logo – uh, that are only comprised of wide down students um, and they offer various sports which has grown significantly over the last several years uh, and then you have a model that focuses primarily on Clayton students but sometimes we do see um, students from neighboring districts like Brentwood, Maplewood, U City joining um, feeder programs that are not connected to the school district but still label themselves um, as junior greyhounds and the best example of that would be the junior greyhound basketball program which has been around oh wow for over 10 years now um and it's ran by a parent board um and it, it starts out in elementary and goes all the way up through eighth grade um they typically play in the cnr league uh, which is a league that is developed in each of the coaches within that you have to put a label on yourself of how competitive you're going to be that way when they organize the league you play teams of you know that are a similar skill level as you uh, so it's competitive you know every time uh, you play another team um, that's a great model uh, it seems to let's see here it seems to um, have a really strong foundation of coaches uh, which are able to develop those those um, student athletes uh, and creates a level of competitiveness competitiveness within, uh, which is what we're trying to do at the high school. Um, and when you create that environment, um, student athletes grow. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to kind of go off a little bit of that. Um, I know you have been talking about this for a while because I've heard you mention that you want to incorporate more competitiveness within the middle school so that the high school gets more competitive. But how... What was the process behind making this policy concrete? How did you gain support? How did it become implemented? It, are you talking about the current um, athletic participation policy yeah. at CHS? Um, more like the policy to implement these. Is it called theatric team? Theatric teams? Theater, like the feeder teams. Theater teams. Oh, theater. the feeder theater, teams. Theater, theater. You know, I haven't had a a, a very large role <laughs> in feeder teams um, at Wydown. Um, they do have their own athletic director there, mm -hmm. um, Christine uh, Stuckenschneider, and she's done a fantastic job. Um, I think they had a very minimal um, options for the students at Wydown, and now she's grown that, I think, to 10-plus sports. Um, 
it gets difficult when you're looking for students to participate at a wide down uh, within a wide down sport. Why? Because they have conflicts. If you use boys soccer, for example, that's probably the best example I can think of is that a lot of our students, both boys and girls, are participating in club teams. And it's out, outside of the Clayton high school season or excuse me, outside of the wide down season and or it's conflicting during the season. And they can't go to both wide out and their club team. And typically the club team takes precedence over the wide out team. What I would like to see in a perfect world is students to still be able to participate in their club team um, because they're playing at the highest level within that. But then also be able to participate in the wide out program. Um, that way they're playing with their peers that they'll eventually play with when they get to, to Clayton High School. And we know some of the best teams we've had have had this great chemistry amongst them. And that's due to them participating on the same team over a long period of time. So if that could start at Wydown, and we've already set the foundation for that when they get to ninth grade, uh, we're that much further along. I know it's difficult. Uh, another um, positive uh, component of the Wydown feeder programs is exposing students to sports they might not have been in elementary school. We know St. Louis is a soccer town. Um, you're going to grow up playing soccer. You're going to grow up playing baseball. You're going to grow up playing soccer. Uh, and then around third grade, there's the opportunity um, for volleyball. And then, of course, we can't forget about basketball. But what about sports like lacrosse, field hockey, mm -hmm. exposing students to that? Um, a lot of our students that come to Clayton High School, when they walk out on the field hockey field, it might be their first time yeah. um, picking up a stick. So yeah. if we could expose them to that at Wydown, again, those student athletes are that much further along when they get to us as freshmen. So we do a lot of, from Greyhound time, we do a lot of podcasts, obviously, with, you know, looking at every sport, and especially sports, you know, the first one that comes into mind is wrestling. Wrestling's a big one that if you don't start when you're young, then, you know, it's a really hard sport to get into in high school because there are kids who are going against who they've been working on their moves and they've had so much, they've had access to so much more before like at a younger age and so at least when we were interviewing them their biggest thing was we have like if we want to have a competitive team we need to get people involved in the wrestling program at Wydown and so they can start learning and that's kind of what you're saying that would be a good example yeah definitely wrestling would be a great example of that and you know even if Wydown doesn't offer that you know if someone's son or daughter is interested at a younger a younger age in wrestling there are a lot of different clubs uh, in the area that support youth wrestling and they thrive. I mean, if you think about um, Nate Martin, who's one of the, you know, the top wrestler, wrestlers that Clayton has had in quite a long time, he came to us as a freshman with a wrestling IQ of a freshman in college just because of the experience component, which is why we've seen him in Columbia year after year competing for a state title. Yeah. It's no, a big part of that. That's yeah. not the only yeah. reason. He's got an incredible work ethic. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's very skilled. Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree because especially like how you were saying about field hockey and lacrosse, most girls who play those sports, it's because there's no other sport that they're experienced in or feel like they have domain in when they come in as freshmen. Whereas I feel like soccer, most girls that come into that, or at least a good half of them have played before and they're comfortable in that sport. Um, yeah, another one is like, I know football surprisingly the football like majority of the people who play football I assume are people who start as freshmen and you know I think that's it's probably a, a sport that is probably I don't know is, is why not even offering football at that's a great question you know um, I was in the district 
oh gosh, I bet it's been 12, 15 years ago. And there was a group of parents, Wydown parents, who started a tackle football team. Um, they practiced, I believe, at Wydown. Uh, and I truly believe it, it, it helped uh, support the high school team. Uh, and again, students were showing up as freshmen with experience, uh, with a level of IQ um, that made us stronger on the field at that level than some other schools. Um, unfortunately, for whatever reason, you know, that, that team folded, is not offered again. It was, that program was similar to the Junior Greyhounds program. It wasn't sponsored by Wydown or the district. Um, they wore the Clayton logo, but it was sponsored by a group of parents and a board. Yeah, and so that's kind of the other problem with if it's sponsored by, you know, a parent board. Usually there's, you know, one or two parents who are really running it. And as soon as they, you know, their kid graduates or moves on to high, the high school, they're probably not going to have um, a role at all on the board. And so I'm sure that's probably what happened with the football team. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons, and you know that you're exactly right because I've watched the board change within the Junior Greyhound basketball program, um, and fortunately, it's gone from one parent group to another and been able to sustain itself. And it's a lot of work, uh, and I tip my cap to those families. But you see the level of participation in basketball that we've had over the years. A lot of students in Clayton want to play basketball, and I think it's. Part of the, the reason is, is we've had that strong, quote-unquote, feeder program starting in elementary and moving through the middle school. Yeah, because it's pretty clear at the high school, at least, that we've always kind of struggled with numbers in the recent years. Um, you know, football is a good example of that. We've had some number problems, and, um, you know, there have been a ton of sports where we've obviously had some number problems. And so, you know, hopefully getting kids involved at a younger age, giving them, you know, access to – play with kids who are, I mean, it, it's pretty intimidating to go on a football field when you're a freshman and, you know, you're playing with 18-year-olds and compared to, like, when you're in sixth grade, you know, you might be playing with some eighth graders, but it's not as big of a difference. Sure. And so yeah. hopefully you'll be able to, you know, increase. Right, and, and, and one thing we added this year, not I can't take credit for it, but uh, Christine Stuckenschneider, you know, as I said, she's the athletic director at Whiteon, she added flag football. So it takes out the uh, the tackle component, but you're still learning the fundamentals of the game. Uh, and they've got quite a, quite a few students participating there, including that eighth grade group. So hopefully they'll stick with it and it'll transition to their freshman year wanting to play tackle football in the fall. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So yeah, and especially I know even though there are low numbers, these will implement bigger numbers. It will also give the sports like with bigger numbers, such as basketball, like you mentioned with the junior basketball team, better players so that the cut policy is more effective and even if people are cut the JV team the freshman team will still be very competitive and able to produce great outcomes for our school yeah no doubt about it couldn't agree with you more yeah and I don't know if you'll be able to speak to this but um, I believe so I was, I, I was talking about cross-country coach and he was saying that one of the biggest problems with Wydown and the Wydown cross-country team because they've had a cross-country team for probably four years. I, I mean, I know it was, I think it started when I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade. And he was saying that the biggest problem is that they're not allowed to run more than two miles, which for cross country is, they're not allowed to run like more than two or three miles because, um, you know, they don't want the kids to get hurt or something. And sure. once you're a freshman, which makes sense as sixth grade, you know, you probably shouldn't be running you know, that far, but you know, the jump from eighth grade to high school, I mean, like the other day we were running, you know, eight miles. And so he was saying that it's a really big shock, even with that team. And so I don't know if you can speak to that, if there are certain rules that they have to follow. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know exactly uh, all the rules they follow. Um, and again, 
not to go too far into the weeds here, but most middle schools throughout the state of Missouri are sponsored by MISHA, which is the Missouri State High School Activity Association. For whatever reason, um, St. Louis middle schools have never taken to being sponsored by MISHA. So like at the high school, we've got a huge booklet of bylaws that we need to follow uh, to make things equitable amongst all the schools. Um, and at Wydown, the St. Louis region included, uh, doesn't have um, all these bylaws they have to follow. Now, I believe in some circumstances we are, such as that one. You know, if we looked up the Misha bylaws around middle school athletics and we specifically dove into cross country, it might say maximum distance of two miles just for the, the health and safety of the students themselves. Um, but I don't know where all of their rules, expectations, their quote-unquote bylaws are derived from. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Sorry, uh, Swarmer Thay. That's really yeah. interesting that St. Louis, they don't participate in the MISHA. Is there any movement to, you know, go into the MISHA program from St. Louis, other St. Louis schools? There's big conversations around it, but what happens is it's got to be a majority uh, majority of the schools need to fall in line and need to support that move because let's say Wydown said, you know, we're all in. We want to be Misha sponsored, and we're the only ones. So we're not going to be able to play any other Misha schools in the area, so we'll be traveling a far distance. So is there a league right now within the St. Louis schools? There is not. Uh, there is a middle school leagues, yes. Uh, now, again, those are generated, uh, you know, amongst administration yeah. uh, and folks that are running so those athletic programs. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have school districts like Parkway who've got multiple middle schools or multiple high schools. Yeah. And they're just playing each other. Yeah. You know, or they've joined forces with Rockwood and they call it the Park Rock League. So you've got multiple middle schools in Rockwood, multiple in Parkway, yeah. and they're playing each other. Um, Singleton schools like Wydown and Clayton High School, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to kind of hit on. I, I don't know if how much you can talk on this because I don't know if this is more the Wydown athletic director's job, but how do you schedule games with other schools? Because what other schools around us have feeder teams that would be able to compete with Clayton? I know that you kind of just mentioned the Parkway um, Rockwood. Yeah, I think Christine Stuckenschneider would be able to answer that, but Almost every middle school has someone in her position um, that's either creating programs or maintaining programs, making sure there's coaches, making sure there's practice space, making sure there's uniforms available, and then scheduling. You know, reaching out to people in similar positions as she had at all the various middle schools saying, hey, do you have a soccer program, field hockey, lacrosse, flag football? Yeah. Uh, can we get, can, can we, you know, schedule a competition with you? Uh, and then where that might be, and then getting officials to, to officiate it. Did Wydown fall behind, do you think, a little bit? Because you're saying that almost every other school in the St. Louis area has a, you know, mm -hmm. an athletic director in the middle school. I, I don't think, you know, that's a tough question because I have not had enough conversations about the history yeah. of it. Um, I do know that, you know, Wydown supported, you know, a handful of programs. They, they had seasons. Um but when um, Christine came on board, uh, she's been able to grow it. Um, yeah. And there's a lot more participation. Um, and we've added, you know, other programs, which only helps us, yeah. you know, in, in so many different ways. So, um, yeah, I think it's getting better. I, I don't know how it is compared to, say, Ladue, who's yeah. also another singleton. 
Um, but you know, I've just in, in the conversations that I've had because I've been brought into more conversations as of late, um, and, and and I think we're moving in the right direction. Yep. What's the communication like between you and the middle school? How are you guys communicating and working together, or is it more separate organizations? I would say it's two separate organizations, but in constant communication. Um, you know, a lot of it's, you know, how are you all doing this? You know, when are you, where, when do you host, you know, a larger cross country event, right? You, you just don't do that uh, anywhere. So if they're going to organize their own middle school, Clayton sponsored, you know, uh, cross country, where are you doing that at? How are you lining up officials? How are you lining up transportations? How are you lining up athletic trainers? Um, all those things I'm happy to help with and make connections with to support them and make their life that much easier. But as far as, say, reaching out to a do, hey, can we schedule this competition or that competition, that's more uh, of their role. Now, if, if they run into uh, a difficult situation, they reach out, I'm not going to not help them. Yeah. But, yeah. Would you like to see maybe, like, some of the high school um, coaches and maybe some of the captains and leaders on some of the – high school teams go down to the middle school and kind of help out and you know maybe over the summer I know you know there are a lot of programs over the summer where like people can get involved in workouts and stuff would you like to see maybe you know some of the high school te- you know players and coaches interacting with the um, middle schoolers yeah that would be great but then you, you it goes back to those Misha bylaws yeah I was gonna ask uh, what you can and can't do yeah. uh, so eighth graders are off limits so we cannot have any coaches um, interacting with eighth graders until they're promoted um, to ninth grade, which is essentially at the end of the school year. Yeah. And then that summer happens, and then they can start joining workouts. Um, I, to simplify that bylaw and the reason why, because it looks like recruiting. Yeah. You know, if you're an eighth grader and you're looking at Clayton High School, but then you might be looking at a private school as well, and here's Clayton High School's coach constantly working with you, well, it's – easier for that student to make a decision they have a relationship with a high school coach already right um so yes but like your middle your elementary through seventh graders yeah our coaches um can participate in workouts with them and and we're starting to do that i just got an email today actually from coach willis our head um, girls basketball coach and she's going to be doing some skills and drills within the junior greyhound program throughout the evenings of the month of October. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Um, Even, so yeah. oh, sorry. Even if um, eighth graders aren't allowed to co- be in contact with coaches, I think that after they graduate that summer, it's very important for them to maybe practice with the team during summer sessions because we interviewed Brendan Taylor, the varsity soccer coach, for a cut policy story, and he mentioned how the um, outcome of that camp, the week that they all trained together, brought the cl- – team really close and created that chemistry that you said is very important because students meeting each other before the season actually begins and learning how each other plays and becoming friends is what creates better and more competitive teams. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and to that point, at the end of the school year, I work with uh, Christine over at Wydown and we set up times during what they call pack time. And I believe it's at the end of the day where she can you know, I make announcements saying that, yes, the boys and girls soccer coach is going to be here on Thursday of this date in May during pack time. 
come to the auditorium, come to the gym. Uh, and then he can introduce himself. And that can include eighth graders. You know, we're not doing any sports specific workouts. It's just an informational meeting. But within that, you can say, hey, this summer, this is our camp. Here's where you register and get information pushed out as well as I'm doing through my newsletter. So that way, immediately after they are promoted from Y down to CHS, they can participate in those camps. And we did see, you know, we collected data on the amount of students participating in summer camps. And this past summer was by far our largest numbers of participation across the board. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's because of the cut policy? You think people? Oh, absolutely. That, that has definitely yeah, a lot I mean. to do with it. And it makes sense. You yeah. know, it, as we hypothesize what the impact would be, we believe that this would happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so bringing it back to these feeder teams, I know from, um, kind of going back to football, I know that in my, I guess what, class of 2023, mm-hmm. I think we lost maybe three, three solid, probably D1, I know there's one who's committed to Northwestern now, who we lost because you know, they wanted to go play at a bigger CBC school like CBC. Sure. And so, do you think maybe the feeder team could hopefully get them more involved in, Maybe not the high school program, but get them more involved in the whole, you know, Clayton as a whole program and hopefully, you know, retain. Yeah, of course, you don't want to lose any of your blue chip athletes. Yeah. Those kids that we know about in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade that are going to make an impact when they walk in the door. Yeah. Uh, But I also think you're looking at a situation there with a a few of those students that um, are those blue chip athletes and we could have won a state championship in football the year before they came here. And they still might've made that decision to go to yeah. CBC. Yeah. Um, you're looking at schools like CBC that are known, not just in St. Louis, but all over the Midwest and sometimes throughout the country, For sure. depending For on sure. what sport you're talking about. Uh, and they've got a lot of people talking to them and their yeah. families um, about what they can do for them. If they go to that school, yeah. um, now, there's a fine line of what they can and can't do uh, within the Misha bylaws, uh, but it is happening. Um, and so a lot of families believe, you know, they'll get more exposure, say, at a CBC who's on the map nationwide, who's yeah. constantly sending out Division One level players. Um, so that, you know, it's hard to predict what would it would look like if, if we were having successful seasons year after year during that time or if we had a really strong feeder program. Uh, I don't think anything would hurt us. Yeah. Um, but I do believe we will be able to capture the attention of those kids who had that option yeah. to go to CBC but want to stay in Clayton. Yeah. Um, so if we're, we're starting them younger um, – and growing our numbers at the high school, I think we'll be able to keep them in the district. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely a bigger problem than just, you know. One yeah, and, you know, we run numbers every year. We, we, we work with the counseling department at, at Wydown to say, all right, who's who's leaving from Wydown to Clayton High School? You know, and, and people will think it's this huge number. It's not that big. Yeah. And then within that, you've got to say, okay, who are those athletes that are leaving? Um and we do lose a few, a handful every year. And, and, and some people think, you know, all right, they're, they're going to go to DeSmet, CBC, John Burroughs, MICDS, uh, because they don't want to, you know, play here in Clayton. But you also have to understand that sometimes there's a legacy. Yeah. Someone's dad might have attended that school. Yeah. Uh, and they knew when they walked in the door at whatever elementary school that when they got past Wydown, they were going to that school. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it's t- it's really individually case by case. For sure. Um, 
But yeah, we're, we're, anything we can do at Y Down to grow sports is going to do nothing but help us. Yeah, I mean, looking from like looking at it from outside, I can see how like it would probably serve best as a program where kids who are super athletic, you know, soccer players are a great example. You know, they're great runners. You know, they can get involved in other sports in other seasons. And so instead of just playing soccer, maybe they start playing basketball because they can run and they're fast. And then you know, hopefully when they go to the high school, they already have fundamental, you know, Absolutely. skills that they can carry over. Not only, yeah, not only out. that, um, also the fact that, like, being able to be good at different sports helps you be an athlete in a, a more whole sense, I think. You aren't just good at one thing. You're able to expand on what your abilities are. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Becoming a more well-rounded athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, each sport demands different things of each person's body. So if you're exposed to more of that, uh, it might help you uh, in a sport you've been ex- been playing for years, and now you're exposing yourself to something new, and you're only becoming faster and stronger with that. Uh, and then, you know, the idea of exposing, this comes to my idea of exposing um, to other sports. I mean, uh, field hockey isn't something you, you grew up playing. I, I'm using that as an example. But if we could expose our wide-on students at an earlier age, we have no idea. We might have that blue-chip field yeah. hockey player in sixth grade at wide-on. We don't know that. Um, I mean, Hannah Teagan comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very strong soccer player. I think you all could agree with that. But here she comes to Clayton, and she's the goalie you know, on our field hockey team. And I would argue she's one of the best goalies in the St. Louis area. Um, and I and I believe she started playing her freshman year. Yeah, that was her first year. And also, she was mentioning to me last week that oh. she, at the she was checking her standings within the state, and she had the most saves at the time last week. I don't know if that's still true, but she is like very especially. And she I she's talked about it to me as well about how if she hadn't put herself out there and tried a sport that she's never tried before, she would have never figured out that she has this hidden talent for something like field hockey. Yeah. So that's a great example of just yeah. exposing students at an earlier age. I mean, you know, Hannah's very strong and exposed in ninth grade, but what if she was exposed in sixth grade? Yeah. You know? Especially when you're younger and you're, you know, willing to take on more sports and you don't have all these commitments from school and work and, you know, whatever you're doing outside of school. But, you know, when you're in Y Down, you kind of have a lot of, you have way more time and the ability to, you know, go out for cross country, go out for field hockey and go out for sports that you normally wouldn't you wouldn't do if you went to high school sure so yeah i mean i think it's a great program and i um, agree (laughs) no um i think that this program like the feed the feeder sports are going to be very productive in increasing the competitiveness of our school um do you have anything you would like to add no i just appreciate your time and support i mean this podcast does a lot for clayton sports it has over the last several years we have a lot of listeners out there um, and the more we can get the word out into our community that, that this community is ready to take things to the next level um, within all aspects of the school district, if that means Y-Down is the conversation, if that means Clayton High School is the conversation. Um, but you can just tell in conversations with people at events, at school, in the planning for things, um, this, we are, we're excited about the direction we're going. Uh, as a whole yeah I mean I can agree with that I think you know we've had a lot of a lot of people come on the podcast and 
know, there's definitely been a change in the Clayton program since you've been here, in the Clayton athletic program since you've been here. You know, people are more excited, and I feel like the school as a whole is much more competitive than it was, you know, five years ago, six years ago. So. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, a side note, but we try to, you know, all of our successes every day after school, whether it's here or, or at a, uh, a way school, you know, I'm constantly reaching out to parents and send pics, you know, of, of how things are going and final scores because we can't be to everywhere. But last night we were we were tweeting all of our successes out and uh, our trainer Kristen Saunders was helping us get things out on Twitter because she's at a lot of the events and she says my Twitter fingers are cramping <laughs> because that means she's posting so many successes yeah. just from one day's activities which is fantastic yeah. uh, and, I, and I hope uh, all of our con fingers continue to cramp <laughs> yeah well that's awesome well thanks for coming on um, we appreciate it and obviously we hope that you know these Peter teams work out and you know, play us both and become more competitive Thank you. Thank you.